Welcome back to Venture Studio, the podcast where your host, Dave Lerner, entrepreneur, angel investor in 60 plus companies and director of entrepreneurship at Columbia University, interviews the angel investors and venture capitalists who make up New York City's entrepreneurial ecosystem. I am your producer, Kevin Weeks. This week's guest is Matt Harrigan, co-founder and managing director at Grand Central Tech. GCT is a year-long accelerator in Midtown Manhattan that actually sounds quite different from most accelerators. One year, no rent, no equity. Grand Central Tech surrounds its companies with the best possible programming, resources, and strategic partners to offer an unparalleled value proposition to its companies. Remember, all of our shows are on VentureStudio.org and on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. If you like this episode, you'll love episode 21 with Brad Hargraves, founder of Common, a Grand Central Tech alum. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at VentureStudio. And now let's head on up to the Venture Studio office with Dave Lerner and Matt Harrigan. In the office, baby. Going up. Matt, great to have you on. How are you? Thanks for having me, Dave. Doing good. Excellent. Maybe the best way to start is for you to tell us the story and the mission of Grand Central Tech, and how you and Charlie made this a reality. <laughs> uh, how long you have? Um, so uh, the original uh, impetus for Grand Central Tech uh, actually came out of the high school that Charlie and I went together. Um, this is about four years ago. We were looking around at a lot of people who uh, were trying to gain access to the tech ecosystem. And as it was just getting started in New York, it felt like uh, there weren't a lot of points of entry for people who hadn't already been ordained, as it were. Um, and so we thought we'd build our own. And that kind of spirit imbues everything at Grand Central Tech. Um, uh, so uh, out of our high school, you know, there's a really elegant reality, which is that schools are empty during the summer. Uh, I don't. I actually think that there's a, a whole idea waiting in that notion. But we took the school over for a summer. We invited in a bunch of startups. Um, they got access to the alumni database of the school that I went to, and in return, they had to take on a few interns who were recent graduates, all pretty bright kids. Um, and everyone really benefited from the from the process. And in the process, I met uh, a gentleman named John Conway, who works with the Milstein family. He said, "You got to come up and meet with them." Um, we we took the meeting and explained to them how we could build an accelerator model that. Uh, was inclusive in nature, that was thoughtful about its position in New York City and how we could extract uh, from the entirety of the power of the New York City economy um, and also return value as well uh, in the form of concentrating on diversity and inclusivity. Uh, and the Milsteins were convinced. So uh, at that time, Facebook was moving out. Um, and we took over their old space. It's 15,000 square feet of gorgeous space overlooking Grand Central. Um, I mean, it, it's a fantastic location. And let me ask you this. You, you, you had this vision. You say you weren't, quote, ordained from the tech ecosystem. And I know you guys went to Regis and used the word <laughs> ordained. What, yeah, what, sorry about that. <laughs> what, is, what, was sort of, what is it about you and Charlie that came into this with that, this kind of mission-driven approach? That's a good question. I mean, I think we wanted to give everyone a shot um, and to put forward the notion that um, you can build 
that excellence doesn't need to come at the expense of thoughtfulness. Um, and we wanted to put forward a model that married the two and said we are going to attract the best companies. And in fact, we have a theory that the absolute best companies are going to be attracted to a more thoughtful model that thinks about the social impact of the tech ecosystem, especially when you look at San Francisco and see how there's a lot of tension growing in that city with regard to how tech integrates with the broader economy. We wanted to put forward a model that was a bit more thoughtful in nature. I want to get into that, but let's set the table first with the, the terms. You're attracting these great companies, which we'll get into. Your terms are what? Our terms are bonkers. Um, uh, accepted companies um, enjoy a year in our space. Um, they pay no rent, and we take no equity. So we are an accelerator in, in name only, really. Uh, in function, we operate quite differently. Okay. Uh, the terms sound attractive. No, no, no rent. You don't take a piece of the company. Uh, you're in a cohort of other great companies like yourself. What is the culture like? What is the network? What is the atmosphere like for the companies that, that are accepted into this program? Sure. So uh, there's a lot of question right now as to whether or not the standard um, accelerator economics are actually worthwhile. Uh, giving up 6 to 10% of your company for between fifty dollars and $100,000 in seed funding um, sight unseen, having not gone through the program, that's the condition to walk in the door, um, has been called into question. And listen, I, I, I'm not going to uh, speak wholesale on every accelerator that operates with economics along those lines. I'm sure, I'm sure tons of them are worth their weight in gold. Mm -hmm. um, but we found that there's a class of accelerator uh, sorry, that there's a class of entrepreneur, a class of startup that has enough um, awareness built into the company already of how to maneuver the startup world, how to execute a pitch, how to secure venture financing, uh, that they don't need that type of uh, program, and they're certainly not going to accept those, that, those terms to walk in the door. And so we wanted to build a program for that company because that company uh, stands the highest likelihood of longevity, of job growth, and of impact on the broader economy. And, and like I said before, that's the type of company we're trying to nurture and impart some basic corporate responsibility with. So are these companies, by definition, a little later stage than your typical accelerator? They, they, they certainly tend to be. Um, the, the average company that gets into Grand Central Tech has raised you know, over $500,000, which is kind of the break when you start walking away from just friends and family. Um, we have accepted the occasional company that's been earlier than that, but the founders tend to have been um, very formidable uh, former founders such as Alexis Maybank of Gilt, you know, at the time that we accepted her into Grand Central Tech, her idea was pretty early stage, but obviously she's got some proven pedigree in terms of her, her ability to build out an idea and scale it. I see you have common in there. Brad Hargreaves has been on the show before. Patrick Sullivan from Source 3, who sold rights flow to Google. I mean, it's, it's a murderer's row of talented entrepreneurs. Yeah, we're, and we're, we're, we're proud of it. Um, I think... I, I can't claim the credit for it. It's not like uh, I, I view myself as being some startup whisperer. I think, uh, and, and nor do I ever profess to be some some guru. Um, my 
my whole MO has been, and, and, I, and Charlie shares with me in this, uh, what we are good at, what we do do is provide the ideal atmosphere for these companies to get their businesses out of the gate. And in the course of their being with us for a year, there are any number of ways in which Charlie and I can be advocates for them. We're able to write the email that says, this is the best damn company you've ever seen. you got to take a look at them. We become advocates. And I think there, we've seen tremendous benefit return to our company as a result of that. Um, and also we engage with our mentors and our advisors and our corporate partners, all of whom have a role to play in helping these companies advance. It's, it's no longer your typical accelerator, I imagine, which is getting you from zero to one, so to speak. Right. It's the next level. It's the culture. It's the environment. It's the corporate yep. relationships. Getting- yeah, exactly. A year is a long time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, people tend to fixate on the fact that we don't charge any rent and that we don't take any equity. But the term of the program is significant as well. Uh, in a, you can get a lot done in a year. And the first thing we say to our companies when they come in is, what are you going to say? Don't, don't stand here on day one and say, what am I going to do this year? Go to day 365 and look back and tell me what you think you will have accomplished. Um, and a lot of them say, I want to grow by 50% and I want to acquire these four customers. And then those become mine and Charlie's marching orders. Uh, to help them with their recruiting needs, to uh, make the introductions to these corporations that they or customers that they're trying to uh, reach out to. And I think each of our companies will tell you that that's tremendous benefit. You have this array of sponsors. I see Google, PepsiCo, Microsoft, Goldman, JP Morgan. You have these really well-known advisors. I see these, these names, you know, the LaFrac family, Rockefeller, Lonsdale. What is going on in there? What is that atmosphere like? What are these folks providing? So with regard to our corporate partners, um, the nature of how we work with each of them is actually quite varied. Um, and that we have, we have eight corporate partners. That's few enough. It's, a, it's, it's enough that we get the financial, uh, our financial needs taken care of, but it's few enough that we really can pay attention to them. And uh, the nature of each relationship is, is quite varied. So in the case of like an IBM or a Microsoft, they're very interested in seeing our companies pilot some of their new technologies, whether it's Bluemix or Azure, and we're happy to put those in front of our companies. Um, and then you've got companies like uh, Pepsi and L'Oreal who are using Grand Central Tech in a more tactical manner uh, where they're trying to gain a, a firmer awareness of what's going on in the market. Um, and a venue uh, for them to stimulate innovation within their own cultures. So uh, both of these companies have hosted major events here at Grand Central Tech to signal, I think, to their employees that you know we our companies are interested in innovation. We are on the front lines. Uh, a career at, at you know this company does mean engagement with the startup ecosystem. It doesn't mean you're you're stuck in some stuffy um, cubicle someplace. In terms of our, our, our strategic advisors, the, the Lafrax and the Lawn Sales and the Rockefellers and so forth, um, though, each of those individuals uh, advises myself and Charlie on, on how to advance our company's prospects um, and then where appropriate um, actually will be connected to our companies to provide direct counsel. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty formidable bunch and we're, we're certainly happy to have them. You talked about mission-driven companies, companies that have have sort of 
a greater good in mind. Can you elaborate on, on that in terms of what, what you're looking for? That's very interesting. I haven't heard that before. Well, in terms of our, in terms of the companies we accept, um, ideally, they're working on technologies that are advancing the human condition. And that sounds lofty. It, it, not everyone in the, that gets in the class needs to be curing cancer. Um, but we'd rather not accept Tinder for dogs, is what we often say. You know, the, the real point is to say that in the course of your being here, build a big lucrative business and, and have that as your goal. Like, I want to build a big lucrative business. That's fantastic. No one's trying to stand in the way of that. Um, unicorns and decacorns, all that good stuff. But yeah. also, while you're doing it, try to be thoughtful about who you're hiring. Does everybody look like you? Maybe you should change how you're hiring people. Um, try to think about how the benefits of what you're doing might benefit the broader New York City economy. And that's as easy as taking on a couple summer interns in the summer who come from a couple different neighborhoods around the city. And oh, by the way, we provide that for them and pay for the kids. So Grand Central Tech enables good corporate citizenship without distracting our companies from doing what they're doing. And we've found that the absolute best companies want to be a part of a community that helps them do that. Elaborate on the, the high school piece. You guys went to Regis, and you, you had the first cohort in, the, in Regis during the summertime. Yep. And you've brought in all these different high schools. And how does that affect the atmosphere that you're creating with these students in the summer? It's fantastic. Um, so we run an internship program every summer. In fact, going into the fall of 2016, we're going to try to see about making it year-round. Um, but we work with about 40 young people each summer, drawn from the full range of socioeconomic background, from, from very well-to-do uh, schools like Trinity and Choate and Riverdale, and even Regis for that matter, um, to uh, kids from the public school system. Uh, and what you find when you get them all in a room is, one, they're very rarely introduced to each other, which is a shame, and two, they're all brilliant. Um, and they're all, they all have unbelievable ideas. And frankly, their user habits on the Internet and on uh, cell phones are extremely eye-opening for the people who are 10 years older than them who are trying to actually build these businesses. So their insight is really, really helpful to our companies. Um, and it's just great having young energy walking around here. They're, they're all, you know, punks, and they've got crazy <laughs> ideas, and they'll let you know about them. And it's, it's, a really, it's, it's a shot of, of life into the whole community when we have them in here. You talk about access a lot. You talk about reaching out to the whole New York uh, culture. I note that almost half your companies are women and minority-led companies. What's the thinking behind that? I mean, just that for, listen, I, I think that there's a lot of, what, what you see in San Francisco now in their relationship with tech kind of mirrors what I think uh, is a, or has been the relationship through the 90s and 2000s between New York City and finance, where the roots to opportunity feel calcified. Like you can, and unbreakable, you either get in the right route and it's very hard to get in it, or you cannot access this industry that kicks out so much money to so many people. Um, and we're undergoing this economic transformation right now where tech is becoming the engine, um, not just in New York, but around the world. And if we're not careful, some of those roots will be calcified again. 
And rather than taking advantage of this economic transformation to involve as many people as possible, we will redefine a new, ar a new archetype of who is going to be successful in tech, and it will get harder. So all we're saying at Grand Central Tech is let's take advantage of this economic transformation to involve as many people as possible and show to ourselves that as many that the broadest range of people can be successful in this sector um, and then that's how things will will evolve but if no one makes an effort to put forward that model we're worried that you, you may see some of the you may see some bad habits come back for coming full circle for a minute how you said you know we weren't in the anointed cool crowd of right. from the tech scene ourselves but you know what i'm realizing in this conversation is a lot of what you're bringing to the table is you guys are from new york you grew up in new york you went to high school in new york you know the city a lot of these other accelerators are people you know no no disrespect right. uh, you know they're not from new york they're and and they're doing good work don't get me wrong but yep. you guys are bringing a whole nother package to the table and an, another sensibility entirely and so you have my compliments on that i appreciate you noting it i think that uh we do wear New York on our sleeve here, um, and we and we have a lot of love for this city, and it is a part of our DNA. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I know you guys were uh, backed by a EDC grant. You're you're all about the New York City ecosystem. You bring a fresh look at it. You have a completely radical approach: zero equity, zero rent, build the community. What is GCT, if I may ask? looking to do over the next five, 10 years. How close are you to the fortunes of New York City's tech scene? What are you, what are you trying to do here? Yep, and that's, that's a totally, totally valid question. So Grand Central Tech, um, you know, the idea is that as a result of our partnership directly with the landlord of this building, uh, Michael Milstein is the third partner in Grand Central Tech um, and a great partner at that, um, is that we nurture companies in the course of their being in Grand Central Tech and demonstrate to them the value of being in a community of best of breed companies that share some values. Um, and that at the end of the year, uh, when they graduate from Grand Central Tech, that they choose to remain in the building. Now, we ask them to commit to, to doing that in the upfront, um, but there's, that's a toothless commitment. It's in word only. And so far... Um, having graduated our first class and now about to graduate our second, they are all interested in remaining around each other. Um, that camaraderie, the value of that camaraderie, uh, cannot, be, cannot be overstated, especially if you talk to graduates from other programs, great programs, they'll tell you arguably the best part about being in it, Y Combinator, Techstars, was the close-knit camaraderie of these other best-of-breed companies. The problem is at the end of those programs, you're just cast to the wind with an email listserv. And that's, that's effective. It's not like everything becomes completely disjointed, but wouldn't it be nice if you could maintain physical proximity? And that's what we enable for our companies as a result of our landlord with, uh, as a result of our relationship with the landlord. So over time, yes. you will see a verticalized tech community built in this building from the two-person company to the 100-person company. And that's kind of the vision for this building. In winning the grant from the city, we, it, the two things are happening there. One, we want to work hand-in-glove with the city on their priorities for the tech ecosystem. Two, we think urban tech is a massive uh, sector within the broader tech ecosystem that's about to open up. You hear about Hyperloop. You hear about drones. 
you hear about unmanned vehicles. All of these massive initiatives are going to require upgrades to the urban infrastructure in order for them to work. You can't fly a drone in New York City legally. So drone delivery, great. You can't, can't deliver to New York. You just cut out a huge market, right? Yeah. So we're going to have to figure some of this stuff out to unlock all of this potential. And Grand Central Tech intends to be up to its elbows trying to figure that out. So this is sort of a recipe, a new model for you know, the next phase of urban tech. It, it's close partnerships with the city, visionary landlords, and sort of an enlightened approach to the economics of trying to attract the best companies. I, I, I'm, I'm start, it's all starting to, to click for me, and the coin is dropping. I'm getting it. Are you guys thinking of maybe starting a fund one day and sort of back some of these companies? How, do, yes. how does that fit in? Yeah, uh, that's coming along as well. So uh, we've, we've, we're completing our second class. I think actually in this upcoming year, you'll see us make a little noise in this regard. Uh, in no, no case whatsoever will we engage in the standard economics of you got to give me equity to walk in the door. But we do think it's appropriate for us to have some money in a back pocket someplace so that when our companies come to us and say, hey, listen, we're raising you guys did good by us. We'd love to make you some room in this next round. It seems appropriate at that point to participate. Um, and, and that seems like a really great way to demonstrate your value is to have helped a company and have them of their own accord, no gun to their head, walk into our office and say, guys, we're doing it. We're raising around. Do you want to get involved? And now I'll just add a, a caveat for your listeners. Uh, we've already thought this through a bit, and in no cases will Grand Central Tech lead around. We will only provide some some closing funds um, so as not to uh, show our hand and pervert our company's abilities to raise right. funds on their you own. I don't want it to become a signaling issue that you backed one company, exactly. not another. I get it. I get it. It's, it's when and where it's appropriate, and if the entrepreneur would like to have you in, et cetera, you'll be there. As a resource, absolutely. Let me ask you this. Like, okay, let's say five years from now, what is it, 335 Madison? Is that the address? Yes. You know, 335 Madison is chock full of great, amazing companies. There's a wonderful community in there. The Milsteins are delighted. You guys are, are happy. What then? What then, yeah. <laughs> um, listen, I, I, we've, looked at, we've looked at geographic expansion. It's a daunting notion. I, uh, you know, Charlie and I often talk to each other, and forgive me for belying my Regis nerdiness here, but uh, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to find yourself in a land war in Russia. Like, right. methodic, methodically plotting along, at least in the upfront, is how we intend to do things. Um, and when we know we've got a model that we can export to other geographies, we'll begin to test the waters. Um, and the notion there will be the same as it is here. How can we? I, I, neither of us has any interest in going to, you know, Kansas City and just being another co-working space or another accelerator. The notion is to go to environments where we think we can immediately draw from the local corporate culture, draw from the local educational apparatus, yep. and embed ourselves with City Hall, much as we've done with New York City to come up with a comprehensive approach to tech in that community that everyone feels like they can benefit from. Most importantly, the startups who are going to be the engine. Matt, it's a terrific vision. Thanks for sharing it with us today. 
and we'll have you back next year to keep us posted on your progress. Thanks a lot, my friend. Thanks, Dave. It's a pleasure. Show you around, give you a taste of business, you know?